Hello, my name is Andrew Gary, and welcome to Seismic Sound Off in depth conversations in applied geophysics. In this special episode, we feature SEG's humanitarian program, Geoscientists Without Borders, or GWB. This episode is sponsored by Geospace Technologies. As the leading innovator and manufacturer of wireless seismic data acquisition systems, Geospace Technologies offer a series of seabed wireless seismic data acquisition systems designed for extended duration seabed seismic data acquisition. Geospace is committed to setting new standards for quality, performance, reliability, and cost savings to EMP companies and marine geophysical contractors. Pico de Orizaba is the highest volcano in Mexico and preserves a glacier at the top. Thinking about the potential threat to villages located near the volcano, Drs. Katrine Saran and Blake Weisling submitted a project to GWB with four goals. Evaluate the secondary lahar hazard, now, lahars are mud or debris flows, kind of think of them as landslides. Create and refine hazard maps for these lahars. Install and evaluate a lahar warning system and transfer this knowledge to the next generation of researchers. Here's the principal investigator, Dr. Katrine Saran. Pico de Orizaba is the last over 5,000 meters high volcano with a glacier in Mexico. And yes, this makes it unique because you have to worry not only because of a reawakening of the volcano, but also hazards as the secondary lahar hazard that is related to these specific conditions that you have there. Also, when you think of this high edifice, then you also have to think of the high potential energy that it has. For example, at Pico de Orizaba, you have one of the highest vegetation lines or tree lines in the world. It's at around uh, 4,000 meters high, but still there is like 1,500 meters more volcano cone that you have there with a lot of unconsolidated material. Additionally, this glacier that's there, so that's a lot of potential material to get removed and flow downwards. And as it is often the case in Mexico, when you have people living far away from cities and a bigger civilization, then they have a high vulnerability level. Due to the volcano's elevation, steep slopes, and its proximity to the Gulf of Mexico and associated rain events, this area is very prone to these secondary lahar and debris flow hazards. Understanding these secondary lahar hazards and weather events would be key to this project. Here's Dr. Blake Weisling. Just in the last several years, we've seen a number of very significant storms in the lower part of the Gulf. And these storms have impacted the east coast of, of Mexico, the state of Veracruz. And that is precisely what took place in August of 2012 when Hurricane Ernesto swept across the Yucatan, entered the southern Gulf, and then straight inland uh, just south of Pico. And that particular storm event dumped quite large uh, amount of rain on the slopes, and that's what really triggered this particular Lahar event. So, I mean, the August 2012 event was a reminder that nature and the human community are at odds with each other at, at, at times. Because of Pico's eruptive history and considerable height, the volcano holds a significant potential threat. Combining these facts with 1 million people living within 25 kilometers of the volcano 
and the scientific and humanitarian need for this work created a great GWB project. The project had planned to be originally completed in June 2020, but because of the global pandemic, GWB offered a one-year, no-cost extension to all projects. This helped Katrine and her team to complete the goals of this project. Without this extension, it would have been really difficult to mount it all. So the status, the current status is that we have the monitoring system completely installed. So this means we have several meteorological stations that are installed and we have also a camera and seismic stations. So this is all working and we have been downloading data every month. And then at the end of the last year, we installed a telemetry system. So this means that each of the individual monitoring points is sending by uh, radio the, the signal to concentration point. And what we need now, <laughs> this is uh, might sound a little bit odd because you wouldn't want a lot hard to happen, but we need one in order to put it into context with our rain data monitoring and to figure out about the thresholds. Because right now we can detect the lahar with the camera and then we could alert the people we are in contact with in the village. This would be working right now. But what we want for a future is to know about the conditions that trigger lahars, so beforehand. And this requires uh, to be there for some more years. And that's what we want. We want to stay there. We want to be there in order to find out for the exact parameters that you need, exact water amount that you need to trigger such events. That's why it's also so important. And I think that was wanted also from SEG that this should be sustainable. It should stay. And, and that's our opinion, too. This is a key feature of every GWB project, sustainability. Additionally, each GWB project emphasizes student involvement, and this project had over 15 students working with the project leaders in local communities. Navigating a project with dozens of stakeholders and students spread across multiple countries during a global pandemic is no easy task. Yet Katrine and her team were able to overcome the situation and complete a successful project that will benefit the community for generations. There's a lot to be proud of. First of all, I'm really proud of creating some awareness. People should be aware that a volcano has really important hazards that are there all the time. I'm really proud of that, that we created some awareness, not only talking to the local people, but also to the organizations. It's also a nice feeling to have contributed to the hazard assessment because, as I said, the last hazard map is over 15 years old. Nobody's actually really paying a lot of attention to this volcano, even though it has been rated as potentially the most dangerous of Mexico. So I think we, we both are really proud of that, too. And also a kind of a base of confidence because... We had to reach out to all of the authorities, the local authorities, the state authorities, civil protection and local people, local structures. This kind of created a confidence level we can build on. And I'm also proud of having built a system before anything really awful happens, like to say it that way. 
if you if you're monitoring, if you're there with instrumentation before a big disaster happens, then you can actually prevent it or you can you can help the people before it happens. That gives you an incredible advantage. I'm really proud of that. Last but not least, I'm really proud of having involved so many students because they're learning from the start how to do good science, how to do something that's important, not only for yourself, but also for the community. And I think they can take that knowledge to the people they know, to their own communities. And I'm really proud of those three things. I want to dive deeper into something Katrine said. Not only do GWB projects pass on essential knowledge to students, but they also get to work on practical, real-world projects in this team setting. The benefit for the next generation of geoscientists is incalculable. If you have an actual problem to solve and you are part of, of, of a team that is solving that problem and you can actually even take a part of it, you can solve maybe a mini problem from this whole project problem. I think that's there is nothing better. There is nothing better to get started. So I think I would give the students the message to to try to participate in projects and real research projects, and especially of this kind, you no, know, that has some impact for humanity. I think that is is totally different than just doing something theoretically. So you have a real problem and you really have to be part of a team to solve it. For example, the best students are the students that always want to learn, now that are not just saying, oh, I'm just focused on my thing, but helping the others and involving yourself in teamwork, you can actually get a bigger view on things and this will help you also. And also the ability to work in a team is something really specific that people are later asking for. So I think participating in, in real research projects can prepare you for your future life. Katrine and Blake completed the project in August 2021. Now that some time has passed, I asked them what this GWB project provided them and what they will take away from their time in Mexico. What GWB gave to us was, you know, this opportunity to bridge the the, the science of geophysics and geology with a humanitarian uh, objective, I think was so key in this project to attracting the attention of the students, but also to give the students just an appreciation that, you know, science is not always for just for science sake, but there's a human element in this, a human element of, of helping a, a community, a population to adapt to their environments, to address the problems through, through science and to make science relevant and important, as we all know it is, but seems to lately in the political climate of our world in the last you know few years is that uh, you know people are starting to doubt science so bringing these experiences to the students and to you know give them that appreciation for science is uh, does provide answers and as the students you know progress in their careers and perhaps pursue you know advanced degrees that to, you know, to keep that humanitarian element always, you know, in their mind, that that's really why we do it. First of all, I was really excited and I think I've said it before, but I was really excited to have worked with such a great team. I could not even imagine it wouldn't have worked if we weren't such a good team. 
Because if you have the right attitude and if you have a nice team, a good team, you can achieve so much with even a little bit of money. You can achieve so much. And I think that is, is, is a big legacy. And you can make the difference. You actually can make the difference. I truly believe in it. And all this together with doing work that you know it's useful, especially working with this awesome team that comes from all different kinds of areas and makes you understand this system, because that's what it is. It's a system up there with different parts that you have to understand in order to do something that's useful at the end. You have to understand how it works. And I think for me, this was really precious. It is precious to me. To honor and celebrate International Women's Day on March 8th, the SEG Women's Network and Geoscientists Without Borders are holding a joint event highlighting some of the efforts that women geoscientists are leading that contribute to a sustainable society as well as making a positive impact in communities around the world. The theme of this celebration is gender equality today for a sustainable tomorrow. This event will feature two GWB project leads, Patricia Prasad and the project lead featured in this episode, Katrine Saran. To attend this free event on March 8th and to learn more about GWB and all its dozens of projects, visit seg.org slash podcast or find the links on the show notes for this episode. SEG produces Seismic Sound Off to benefit its members, the scientific community, and inform the public on the value of geophysics. To show your support for this show, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Simply go to Seismic Sound Off on Apple Podcasts and Spotify on your phone. It takes less than five seconds to leave a five-star rating and is the number one action you can take to show your appreciation for this free resource. And follow the podcast while you are on the app to be notified when each new episode releases. Original music created by Zach Bridges. This episode was hosted, edited, and produced by me, Andrew Gary at 51 Features. The SEG podcast team is Jennifer Cobb, Kathy Gamble, and Ali McGinnis. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off. <laughs>